Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stickers and Scuffs podcast with Cam K and Graydon Bunn. This week, we are real, really excited to welcome in a, a can we call you a budding star? I don't know, man, a rising star, a young superstar. Uh, the astronaut. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's something I haven't heard in a while. There we go. Uh, yeah. Brandon McFerrin is on the show. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, man, this is just something we were we were hoping to get you on. We've been chatting about this for a while, and we finally got to to make it happen. And uh, it's funny because the racing world uh, is still really new to to, to Graydon and I in terms of knowing people. And, right. Uh, you know, we we were fans. We've set back. We are still big fans. But uh, the very first race for the Pinty Series, um, I knew a familiar face there because you were working in Brent Weller's uh, sixty one pit. And right. we weren't, I was not expecting that the 61 was going to be there. So uh, it was really cool that uh, we were finally able to, to kind of, I was able to see you at the track, yeah. but yeah. let's get, uh, let's get everybody aware of how you got started in racing and um, you know, really, and this is the key thing because everybody likes to do it right. Nice and quick. Let's start by how you were introduced to racing, whether it was through NASCAR, IndyCar TV, playing yeah. cars, um, family members, well, um, my dad, he, uh, he grew up being best friends with, uh, with Billy Zardo. So he, uh, he kind of was all always around it and he, he raced a little bit when he was, you know, probably my age. And, uh, you know, once I was born <clears throat> and old enough to race a go-kart, I was in a go-kart. So, um, you know, kind of started off with the Zardos and, uh, I was actually raced one of their go-karts for the first ever time they had one kicking around so they said uh you know if he likes it you might as well try ours and it just took off from there and like i, I think i was six years old i started in uh, batavia new york because i wasn't old enough to race in canada so every, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> every saturday awesome. or something i think we drove down to stateside to race go-karts so um, i did that for about a year or so and then uh, when i was old enough i got to the uh, junior late models at grand bend speedway the j car series did a bit of travel in there um never had much success in that series um i guess you could say i say i was scared of it i don't know i just was no good my dad, my dad was like i didn't think you're gonna be a race car driver and, uh, <laughs> so he told me back to go-karts i think i did two years in the j car series and he told me back to go-karts and uh did that till I was about, well, I would have been, I guess, 11, 12, yeah, 10 or 11. And I went back and I did one more race for a guy in the J car series. And all of a sudden I came out of the woodworks and, you know, three wide, four wide, tearing stuff up, tearing the nose off the car. And dad's like, where was this a couple of years ago? And I was spending all the money. <laughs> so he's like, well, I'm going to have hope yet. <clears throat> and then when I was 11, <laughs> 
<laughs> we did our first mini stock race when I was 11 at Flambro. Holy crap. And uh, Oktoberfest classic. And, you know, that was when we were getting 50 cars for, uh, for a race. And there were some heavy hitters there. You know, there was the guys of, you know, the Spire crew, Billy Schwarzenberg, Samantha Shaw, Dale Shaw was still on a mini stock, Dave Bailey. There's so many more guys that were in that division when I got started. And, you know, to make it, to make a race was, was big. And I, I was so nervous and by the, the grit of my teeth, I just made it in and, you know, we went a couple laps down, we finished like 20th and, the next year when I was 12, I came back and won the same race. So, um, Man. it kind of just yeah. took off from there and, you know, we, we raced mini stocks for, well, I, I guess it would have been to 2015 and then we built the super stock and went racing super stocks. <laughs> there's, there's a quick little rundown of what I did. That was great. I'm kind of yeah. like, that's a TV movie right there, man. That's uh, no yeah. doubt. Like, <laughs> holy like you build we, one hell of a racing resume before you're yeah. even a teenager, man. That was, that was just a little crash course. I've done some pretty cool things in between. I got to race a TQ midget for um, act of man. Those things are wild. <clears throat> yeah. um, basically had to make a well before I got in one of them things. So like <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Did that. And uh, you know, I raced a super stock once before I got into the super stocks. I raced for Caden Lapsovich because he was running the Pinty series down in out west or something. So got my feet wet there and a couple eight mile races in between. So done a little bit, but mostly super stock and mini stock. Where's the end goal here, Brandon? Whew. It's not a loaded question, broke. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the end goal is not to go broke. And, and <laughs> I, you know, I've been lucky enough to have a lot of good supporters behind me. And um I guess you could say the last couple of years, I've really toned it back because, uh, you know, life gets in the way, right. I got to start working and, um, putting first things first. So, um, kind of told me back in the last, yeah, you almost go three years that I haven't really done much racing at all. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to get kind of picked up by Jeff Stewart's and Stewart's equipment to run his car. And, you know, for the first time in a long time, I can finally say we're going to back racing full-time so we're going to be running at sunset and uh, the quick wick series so pretty yeah. Nice. yeah but as an end goal you know what just to be at a racetrack every saturday for a long time that, that's the goal man don't matter what i'm in i'll race a go-kart again but i don't think this belly is going to allow me to do that <laughs> uh yeah we we're, we're 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 nice and comfortable but we're not the best uh in right. terms of fitting into stuff right buddy hey we're but, comfortable uh, in the winter let me tell you exactly man we got the insulation <laughs> these guys yeah. beside us huh they got to worry about getting the layers on where we're dying of heat right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm very curious about this um because you had mentioned that you've you've you obviously started off and you know things maybe didn't go that great your dad had asked you that question but i'm i'm curious what your answer was where was that intensity when you first started was it fear and you just kind of when now you were older and mature, it wasn't as scary or, or what was the, do you feel was the reason that it all of a yeah. sudden came to you? I don't know. Like he always laughs at this one story. Um, Cause me and my, I have a brother an older brother and we were both racing at the same time. Unfortunately, he's not racing no more, but at the time I was in the, the J car series and he has raced one of the mini trucks and 
he was doing really well winning races and but he was replacing body panels like they're going out of style where my car came off the track looking pristine every week <laughs> so my dad i remember like he tells me he says the one time i asked you like why why aren't you going out there and winning the race and i told my dad he's like well my car still looks good after the race his doesn't <laughs> i don't care what it takes i'll replace every panel on the damn car go win a race like just i don't know if it was fear or um i don't know if i was just didn't want to knock a body uh, fender or something off so but it, uh, it quickly went away and you know, I, I remember racing with guys in those J car series like Connor James, um, Brendan Bullen, um, who else? Like, there's a lot of guys I grew up racing with in that series. Like, I remember Colt Powell was in the trucks. Um, there was a lot, a lot of names that are still racing today that I grew up racing with: Shea Gamble, Josh Stoddy, all them guys. So, yeah. Uh, like when you're bringing us up to speed there on your, your career, like you, you got to experience sort of the concept of touring at a fairly young age, which kind of helps when you get into the other series, yeah. uh, getting used to a grind of some sort during racing season. And then you also spoke to like kind of the time that you were coming up and the talent pool that you were up against. I mean, that's, you're you're going up against as you said like you might finish a couple of laps down at flamborough yeah. but you're finishing a couple of laps down at flamborough to yeah. like some of the best i mean exactly. if that doesn't help you cut your teeth i don't know what does man it it definitely helped condition it'll help condition anybody to get ready for what's about to come up you know what i mean like i watch yeah, the yeah. kids now in the same series and it's like it's kind of a little flashback you know at the time i had no idea what was mm -hmm. what was actually happening you know what i mean i was just a kid racing and uh you know now being you know 22 years old seeing these little <laughs> kids at sunset racing these mini cars i'm like they're they're getting ready to to be the next whoever you know what i mean so it's pretty neat yeah you're right it does condition you for you know an apc series when you get to that or you know it's pretty cool like you say, when something just kind of like maybe you're a little bit timid or something at first, but it's it's kind of like anything where I don't know, I would attribute it to getting fluent with an excavator or learning to drive an 18 speed or something like that. It's it's just when you're you're getting into it brand new you're learning all the time whether you yeah. don't really realize that you're learning by screwing up and <laughs> learning yeah. um, and learning your your habits and stuff of driving and everything. Yeah. And then one day it just, when you're going at, for example, Flamborough like that or sunset where it's a grinder for a, yeah. no matter how long the race is, there's, you're learning all around you. You're seeing action happening. People learning Everyone. different ways to lean on yeah. each other or run a different <laughs> line. So, I mean, you yeah. might not realize it, but you're learning the whole time. You are man. And they're great little cars to learn in. And, and like I said, and I'll, I'll always resort back to this at the time, I didn't realize it, what it does for you as a, you know, growing up as a race car driver, because I watch them now and you're learning how to set the guys up. Those cars are all momentum mm -hmm. when you're, when you're driving them and like these kids, they're, they're badass, man. They're going in the corner, setting the guy up, driving underneath them and I'm like, my goodness, like I was never that good with that age. So we're, we're in for a treat when these little kids like Cole Burrows, he pretty well won everything in them things. And yeah, he's pretty good. I eh? watch him about any chance I can get. And now he's in a mini stock. And it was like the transition was like almost nothing to him. And he was really good right into a mini stock off the bat. 
Well, it's it's funny because we 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 know the the history kind of with um, the let's say the NASCAR side of things, yeah. um, the IndyCar side of things. What is the common thread? Is it's the the younger drivers that started out beating the older drivers? They're the ones that make kind of up the ladder, um, and you have to start young because yeah. that's the easiest way to get noticed, right? Yeah. Um, you don't. It it's really easy to get forgotten about. Once it you've is, kind man. of made it, yeah. you know, um, especially in, in what you said, you know, we, you're talking, you running the super stocks and running the, the APC late models. Those, those series have some of the most comp, the, the biggest competition level in oh. all of motorsports. And if you're not, and we've talked about it, anybody can really win in the APC series. Anybody can win super stocks. Yep. So week in week out, you could have a bad race. And then all of a sudden you're, you just, left in the dust mm -hmm. it, it's true man and i was like i said i stepped away from the racing scene for a bit and um i wanted to kind of get back into it and um i did so with starting to rent the the shaw motorsports pro late model and it was my bucket list ever since the apc started was to you know at least do a race with them that's the, that was the end goal for me. So now, so now anything that happens after that, it's just extra stuff to me. Cause that was my bucket list to do to run an APC race. And I got to do it this year. And let me tell you what, it's not like I thought I was going to walk in there and, and do decent. I did not think that at all, but you got to be up on the wheel a hundred percent of the time, like anything else. But I tell you what, those guys don't miss. They do not miss. And for me to step away from racing for two years and jump in a car, I went about it all wrong. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, I needed a lot more practice and I made the race. I made every race I tried to qualify for. And, and we made it like, you know, 20th to 15th area. So that was still good. That was like a win for me, but those guys, they, they haven't stopped racing in the last 10 years. So for me to come in and make a race and, but just realize what, how much work goes into one of them races and, I, even as a driver, like I was, I only did about, I think the most laps I ever did was 25, one of them, 25 laps, one of those things. I was about wore out. Tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> up on the wheel, like, you know, they're still riding around, but they're up on the wheel. And I'm like, holy mm -hmm. crap, this is crazy. So, you know, you just, like I said, like I said, you got to be always, you got to try and be one step ahead of everybody at all times. And once you can figure that out, let me know. <laughs> racing for a guy like Dale Shaw has got to be cool. It is. Yeah. It's, uh, I grew up race uh, watching Jason and, you know, guys like that, Jeff Stewart at Flambro, Steve Laking, all them guys. And, you know, as far as I can remember, Jason Shaw was the guy to beat most, most nights. Right. And Dale was in the mini stocks and I started racing the mini stocks. And he was kind of always a bit of a mentor for me never shied away on helping me, like tell, giving me tips and helping me out. He'd come over to the house on a Friday night, work in the shop, help get the car ready. Cause we struggled at the start, like anybody would. And he always was there like when the start and then to do a late couple late model deals with them was, was pretty cool because, you know, from where we started to now, it's kind of say you're at the top, right? So it's mm -hmm. pretty cool. You made, uh, or you had a pretty couple of, a couple of pretty good showings, uh, at the Canadian short track nationals, uh, 
<laughs> when they were still going and uh, yeah. you got a, a pretty sweet haircut from uh, Bubba yeah. the Barber Pollard there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. We got to hear this story. <laughs> I'd have to say them herniac boys put you up to that, eh? No, 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 no. Um, Come on. Yeah, we, me and my, you know, like I said, my dad and Billy Zardo were best of friends growing up, and, and me and Lane Zardo kind of picked up right where they left off. We just go to the same <laughs> babysitters and, and stuff. So No way. And nice. uh, when the Jucasa, the, the short track nationals came around, we were throwing jabs, you know, who's going to beat who? Cause it was kind of the first time we raced. I thought it was a bet. Yeah, yeah it was a bet. And, <laughs> and you I'm picked Bubba Pollard. Hey, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a bet. And so the bet was, and Bubba Pollard had really nothing to do with the bet. It was who was going to beat who. So if, if I beat Lane, he was getting a haircut. And oh, if he okay. beat me, I was getting a haircut. So how Bubba got into play. So a few years ago, I met Bubba down at the Snowball Derby through friends. And, you know, we kind of always stayed in touch anytime we've seen each other. And so at the short track nationals, it was under a rain delay. And I'm sitting beside the car talking to Lane, shooting the shit. Or uh, sorry for my language, but yeah, we were shooting the bull. It's okay here, buddy. Don't you worry. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, Bubba was walking around and he came up and started talking to me. And we were in the middle of talking about this haircut. And he says, what's going on so i failed the minute well hell i want to cut the person's hair that's where you went wrong (laughs) nice right so lane's looking at me like is this guy really serious like he wants to cut our hair i'm like yeah i'm like you actually want to he's like yeah i'll cut it so anyways sure enough we cut it right in victory lane he went on lane went on to win the race i finished fourth yeah, you still got a top five. I mean, yeah, yeah. Hair so goes finished, back. <laughs> yeah, we finished fourth, and I remember getting out of tech, and they were doing autograph session on the front straightaway or driver intros for the for the late model deal, and kind of walked past Bob when he went like this to me, yeah, for a haircut. There. <laughs> <laughs> Started laughing, so he went on to win the race, and that's awesome. The uh, the Zardo crew didn't miss with the generators and clippers there in Victory Lane. She went down. There's a video of it somewhere on on YouTube. <laughs> I believe I believe I have seen the video of this. Yeah, it was cool and it was fun for the fans. It got a lot of hell yeah, a lot of uh exposure and even leading up to it. So not many people can say they got a a mohawk from Bubba Pollard. So (laughs) that's a fact, man. That's I mean it's an accolade that needs to go on your racing bio, man. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's not something that many people get to experience and I don't think many people have gotten to experience racing on foot against Kevin Gallant either. And uh, that was a video that I came across. <laughs> oh man. There's some good. Ones. I yeah. I'm telling you, man, um, guys like us aren't meant to run. No, but when we do, mm-hmm. it's, we a, put a it's, show a beautiful, on. it's a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> so there's a video of that one somewhere too on YouTube. That's how I became aware of it. Yeah. Because um, it was, it was, we can thank awesome. pedal power 51. Yeah. Um, our good foul pedal power. She was able to put that up. And as I was browsing one day, I said, <laughs> Hey, that looks like Brandon McFerrin yeah, racing sure Kevin Gallant on foot on foot. Yeah. We used to talk a lot of smack him and I, um, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we would, we would race damn wheelbarrows at the house on the farm. So, um, 
we were racing against each other. We were out of the same, out of the same shop. He helped me for a couple of years there. And it was a competition for like who could finish dinner quicker. You know what I mean? So um, <laughs> one night we were sitting at Oshwegan and we were bickering back and forth and Gary calling, he's sitting behind us. He's would you guys quit it? Trouble. Like would Gary you quit calling. it? And, uh, um, so he says, let's settle this once and for all. Let's, let's do a little relay race on the front straightaway of Flambro tomorrow night or something. And yeah, we did a relay race. There was a bit like there was jumping jacks and pushups and, and pushups about killed me. And that flying farmer boy, he's a tough boy. He just pounded them out. <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> and I, uh, I tried to cheat a little bit and uh, I got called on my BS and got the old can. So he won. <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm what I'm hearing, dude's got man, some arms on him. Yeah. I don't know what I'm hearing is you're zero and two so far on these deals, man. We gotta we gotta get you on the winning side, eh? I'm a sucker for a bet, even if I know I'm losing. You know, this is dangerous, I, man, because you got yeah. Two guys yeah I was never one. one to shy away from something like that. I no. like your style, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we end up getting a Pinty's deal or something. We might have to do some uh, Pinty's wing competition or something. There you oh, go. Yeah. That's that's something you can't lose, right? Well, we got to no, we got to no be way. good on that. No, I uh, can eat know. a few chicken wings. I can make yeah. them disappear pretty quick. I, I, I yeah, I, I've been known. I've been <laughs> yeah. known to, to down a couple too. So, um, yeah. the racing, you know, situation super stocks this season. It, <laughs> from the way it seems, um, Quickwick and APC, the United Late Model Series, they are already releasing people that are <laughs> going to be part of the roster. It's already started, and it's yeah. January. Yeah. So this field looks like it's going to be really stacked this year. Um, what do you what did you think about the events that you were able to get into uh, last year during your race season? Whatever events you were able to race in, let's do like a 2021 comparison to where you think you are this year. Well, I'll tell it's you, full season. It's going to be yeah. different. <laughs> the the most difficult thing I've done to this date was jump into the deep end of a shark tank at the end of a year because mm-hmm. them guys they're on it right they've they've raced all year they they got their their notes figured out they've already been at the track multiple times so for me to you know roll a roll a race car out of the shop that i'd never even been in and um you know throw a setup to it and go out was i got ate up first time i went to sunset they chewed me up spit, spit me out I was like, we need to do something different, like ASAP. And just, just being like rusty on my driving style and having to relearn almost was what I had to do. And I hadn't raced most of these guys in, in two years. So, um, a lot of changed, a lot of changed, um, on and off the track and the way you have to go about things. So, the first, oh, I would say two races, I had to do a lot of learning. I was back at school again and, you know, I'm always learning, but I was, I was trying to do it like a, an express course because I need to figure something out. And what, what I was doing wasn't working. I was, you know, getting caught up and, and stuff and, um, put myself, you know, doing aggressive moves that I should have been doing and, and put myself where I probably shouldn't have been. If I would waited, probably would have, you know, got that position the next lap, you know, and not tore the front end off the car. So, you know, the, the, I did four races. So the, the last two races, I kind of, you know, just toned it back and, 
just raced my race and um, it got me a, a long way and it got me two good finishes. So um, going into this year, I'm, I feel a lot better. Uh, we're prepared. Um, you know, we're, it's going to be, we're going to run it like a business. I mean, I got some good guys on my corner, Jeff Stewart, uh, car owner, um, mm -hmm. Stewart's equipment. They're backing me 110%. Um, awesome. I'm grateful for it. Like, I don't know if he knows how much I'm grateful for it, but I am. And, you know, Mike Allen and, and Sean McWhorter, uh, Streamline Race Products, like we're going, we're dealing with this and we're going about it the right way because we're not going to dilly dally around. Like we're going, we want to win, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not going to be easy. So we're, uh, we're going at it the right way, making sure we're prepared and we'll be all right. I think I'm, I feel good going into the season. Stewart's just opened a new location in Simcoe, I think, did they not? Um, Cookstown, they did. So yeah, I'm going to touch base on that. So they got a, they got a location in here in Ontario. And, yep. and uh, I would say about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, they opened up a new location in Cookstown. So yeah, here they add on our country station up here. So that's, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool to hear them expanding. Business has to be good. And business is really good. That bodes well for the racing. Yeah, they are. So Kubota's Kubota's really big into the race, and they always have been. You know, mm -hmm. pretty sure they used to sponsor Cole Pern back in the Cascar days. And yep, yep. Um, they, he won a championship with them, and you know they went on to sponsor obviously Jeff when he raced the the late model deal. And they've always kind of been involved in the race and the Pinty series with Hathaway. So um, yeah, I'm glad they opened up another store out in Cookstown. I want to go out there and check it out. I hear it's pretty pretty nice. So. Um, I think we're going to do maybe a car show or something out there in the springtime with the, with the car. Cool. Show off. So I've never run a right. machine. I didn't like, <laughs> <laughs> I've run a lot of them. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the cool thing that we get to hear. You know, we get to hear about kind of this, the stuff that drivers, you know, do for their sponsors and, mm -hmm. and to have Stewart's equipment, you know, they, they had, they were on Kyle Steckley's, um, late model yeah. last year. So, you know, you have a committed owner, yeah. um, obviously, um, you know, we're, we're really excited for this season for you, Brandon. And, you know, you've got uh, two buddies here from stickers and scuffs and, you know, we'll get you a decal to run on your car, but I know that yeah. you've had a history with decals. Yeah. Um, my, oh. my, my, uh, yeah. Our, uh, another story apparently has to do with uh, you and, and your decals, uh, perhaps at Flamborough Speedway. Now um, I'm wondering what this story is because I was told it was a good one. Yeah, so Herniacs must give you a lot of stories, ask me, eh? <laughs> so, <Ooh>. yeah, ooh. <laughs> ooh, yeah, there must be an owl in the room. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Herniacs to me, we're good buddies. They're a good, good bunch of people, Herniac Hall Motorsports. Are, yeah. They're good people. And, um, kind of got inter introduced to them, you know, through the Lucas Oil Series and, um one night we were at Flambro with, um, you know, <laughs> their, their car counts were decent, but they could have used a few more cars. And they asked me to bring my super stock out the one night to Flambro. And um, so I brought it out. It wasn't even my, my super stock actually, it was Kevin Gallant. <laughs> and so the Saturday was the race at Flambro. And then the Sunday was, I believe velocity at sunset. Okay. So <clears throat> I went to Flamborough on the Saturday with the car qualified, I think maybe 15th, um, 
drove up to fourth, I believe, finished fourth around there, ran out of brakes. And so after the race, at the, at the time, the series owner, whoever, Brandon Heros, he was coming to sunset with me. But first, after the race, when we loaded all up, Herniacs were out in the campground having a couple waters. <clears throat> so, <laughs> as they're known to do. Yeah. <laughs> I've had so some I of their water. Yeah. <laughs> so some of their we land shark out, water. Yeah. yeah. When we were pulling out, I decided to stop in and see if I could grab a water because I was a little bit dehydrated. So we, uh, you know, we hung around for a bit and uh, I think I decided to go back to, because I had a few waters to go back to a friend's house and just get up early and go to sunset the next day. So I left my truck and trailer with the herniacs at the campground as well as <laughs> with um, Brandon's Lucas oil car right side by side. And which I thought was going to be safe. So the next day I get there early. Um, I don't even look in the trailer. <laughs> we got to go. Probably running a bit behind. So I jump in the truck and go go up the road, go to sunset. And I, I unload this race car. I tell you what, I had herniac hall racing stickers everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean everywhere. Dry shaft, rear end, inside the car, inside the windows, oh my on my helmet, on my seat, on the air breather, everywhere. It like I'm Kevin was still finding them, like in places where stickers <laughs> never should have been. And and how they got them there is beyond me. It, it's crazy. They stickered me right up. I'm like, I seen the, the first couple. I'm like, oh, funny trick. You know, they opened the back of the trailer, put a couple on. I got them on either side of my helmet. And I just <laughs> find them and finding them. So after the race or whatever, I call them up. They're like, well, it was better than our original plan. I think, uh, I think maybe Mama Herniac put a stop to it, but I guess they were going to unload the race cars and switch race cars in the trailer. <laughs> if I yeah. would have shown up to Sunset Speedway with a Lucas oil car in my trailer, with I was supposed to be having a super stock, it would have been, oh, it would have not uh, been good. No. They were they were just having fun, but yeah, they they got me with the stickers. <laughs> well, oh uh, man, it's fun to hear it from the other side. It's it great. really is. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. I'm sure they said they probably put one or two stickers on there. Right? Oh no, that was a complete. Your story's completely giant. Oh, okay. They said yep. they put place stickers. I believe yeah. almost verbatim that yeah. they put stickers in places that you wouldn't think there would be stickers. Like no. So, they, I forget how much they ballpark they spend on decals on the. Car. I was gonna say <laughs> that means they must means that must mean they love you, buddy, because the amount of cost <laughs> it takes to make decals. Uh, that's right. Clearly, uh, uh, you, you get laughing all the way to the bank there, man. But uh, you know, it's yeah, they're good um, folk. They're good folk, and yourself, you're good folk too, Brandon. We're Thank we're you. really honored that you uh, you came on board and and chatted with us tonight, and you know you uh, you done. Uh, some good stuff in racing we're looking forward to seeing what what else you can do this year and yeah you know you're you're with somebody else that uh, that races and uh, i know this is a loaded question but i haven't been able to get somebody on here that has a significant other or um some a partner that races as well uh if it comes down to the white flag and it's side by side uh Is it she a clean finish? <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> she gone? 
Hey. All right. <laughs> we, we got Settled to go right here. <laughs> yeah. I already, I don't know if many people know this, but I may or may not have costed her and her dad a few dollars this year. So <laughs> we, uh, we already found each other on the racetrack running for like 18th. We both got caught up in a couple of wrecks and it was one of the last cautions of the race. And I got a little throttle happy and she ended up on the, about on my air breather and that's where she rested. So she got pretty jacked up and I bent some stuff up on her car. So I said, Matt, that was, that was for 18th. Imagine for first. So <laughs> paint the picture. I think so that's a great, actually um, a pretty cool thing. Um, Jeff is uh, Jeff Stewart and Stewart's equipment is sponsoring yep. her as well this year. Um, nice. So great. We're going to be, you know, both Stuart cars out there. I'm obviously going to be racing for Jeff and he's going to sponsor her. And I think he's sponsoring a few other people again, like Andrew Gressel and, I forget who else, but yeah, so it's going to be a good little Stewart's year for equipment. We're going to pump pump the Stewarts out there big time. So definitely, absolutely, them because yeah. without them, we wouldn't have such great racing and no. and have so many cars on the track. So thank you for for Stewarts. How can people check out Stewarts? Uh, do you this is going to be sponsor stuff that uh, you know that uh, you yeah. can do right now? So how can no, we follow absolutely. Stewarts? And you? you can you can catch them on Instagram. They run a pretty good little page on instagram uh stewart's equipment um they're on facebook as well um, i'm not sure about twitter but they're out there you just search them up stewart's equipment and uh you know or you can just call them up and order yourself one of them kubota tractors and and uh yeah <laughs> and, well and and how can we follow you on social media brandon well I used to be a Twitter junkie, but not so much more. I'm trying to get back in the swing of things because racing is all about social media and pumping mm-hmm. up with social media. So I have a Twitter. I believe it's at Brandon McFerrin. Um, Instagram is Brandon underscore McFerrin. And I have a racing page on Facebook, Brandon McFerrin Racing. Or you can just add me as a friend, Brandon McFerrin. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah of course there's there's one thing about drivers one thing about dri- drivers is that they, they they any partner they'll take you know yeah um you know if you just if you have a small business and or a big business just you know and i think a lot of a lot of businesses uh shy away from racing because they think it's going to be crazy expensive but all you have to do is ask yeah, yeah. and uh, racing you know, is, people don't understand racing is a tight-knit family like you know, this winter, for instance, Lane Zardo's up at the shop with me, tearing the body and motor out of my car. Like we all help each other out and we're, we're all pretty, pretty tight knit. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a few people that don't come to Christmas dinner, my Christmas dinner, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) I do have a lot of friends out there, a lot of good friends. And, um, I go to the racetrack to race and win, but don't get me wrong. You know, I do have, I enjoy going and seeing the friends there and, and seeing everybody. It's cool. I think one more thing before we go now, we've had so many episodes now where I think everything sort of leads back to the Zardos. I think we're going to need to do a Zardo mini series someday, Cam. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Just- There's so many connections here. It's like one, we did a family tree yeah. of the racing world. I mean, it literally comes back to the Zardos. It looks like. Absolutely. So- they're, they're pretty big. You know what? I can't get away from the damn guy. I'm, I don't know if you know, if I'm up in a, <laughs> a hotel room right now for work <clears throat> way up in Bob cage. And so, uh, I'm up here minding my own yesterday mm-hmm. in my hotel room, settle in. I got a phone call 
hey man, are you up in like Lindsay Bob Cage area? I'm like, yeah. Are you at the Days Inn? Yeah, I'm in 105 downstairs. <laughs> no way. Him and his buddy Chad Corcoran, they're here for work. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I just <laughs> left this guy. We we were together having a couple of drinks on Saturday, or whatever it was, and I said, well, this this uh, I'm up here for 20 days, so this is going to be good for us. So we're gonna. I said, I'm about tired of your stuff here, so I'm going for a vacation. And he said, yeah, same to you. And then now we're in the same hotel. So <laughs> oh, my God, that's hilarious. Down and see him here in, in a couple minutes when I'm done here and, and probably have a Bud Light. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen, Bud Light, if you're out there, here's a yeah. guy that likes your product. Yeah. Brendan McFerrin <laughs> on the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you all Thanks, next week.